Hello and welcome to Peck Report. Today we have a very special guest, uh, John Holler, uh, pastor and lawyer, extremely smart individual, and he's going to tell us um, kind of what's going on with the uh, epidemic, how we should be reacting to it as Christians, um, especially with, I mean, there's, there's so many lies being told. How, how do we weed through all of that? Uh, so we are going to talk about all of that and more on today's Peck Report. Hey, everybody. Glad to be with you again today. So recently I had uh, just an excellent conversation with my good friend, uh, John Holler. We're going to play part of that interview for you. And then for the rest of the uh, interview, you'll have to be a member at Peck Report or at uh, dailyrenegade.com, excuse me. Uh, and then you just look up Peck Report on the members only section once you have a membership. Uh, so here is part one of my interview with uh, John Holler. Check this out. John Holler, my good friend. How are you doing, sir? Doing great. It's great to be talking to you again. I know it's been a while since I've had you on. I think it was uh, five, maybe five years ago. It's It's been quite a while. Uh, I think wow. the, the last time was when uh, Kent Hovind was uh, still in prison, and uh, I did an interview with you about kind of looking over his, his case and stuff because you, you have a you have a background in law as well as um, your, your uh, fellow, uh, what is it, Fellowship Bible Chapel. Um, can, yep. can, for those who aren't familiar, uh, can you give us kind of an introduction of yourself, your background, and, and what you do today? Yeah, I'm a, uh, I, I teach at a, um, I'm an elder and teacher at a church called Fellowship Bible Chapel, and uh, prophecy is my thing, so I do a little prophecy update looking at uh, world events and news in the light of Bible prophecy to kind of keep aware of things that are going on. Uh, I'm also a trial lawyer. Uh, I'm just getting ready to celebrate my 40th anniversary as a trial lawyer, so I'm sort of in the process of... Um, I don't know, transitioning to more of a part-time um, law practice to uh, maybe, you know, looking at retirement. Uh, started getting my Social Security a week ago. So, you know, I'm just sort of trying to decide what to do. I mean, everything's pretty much shut down. The courts are pretty much on 90-day delays everywhere. So um Nothing, nothing much is happening in the litigation world these days. Uh, understandable. Yeah, forty years. That's amazing. Congratulations. That's 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 really yeah. cool. I was thinking the other day. You know, I was just I was down driving by the conference center, uh, just down the mile down the street from my house where we had that. Uh, oh, what was that? World turned upside down conference or whatever it was oh, back yeah. in November of 2014 where we first met. So. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to believe that's been five years ago. That's wow. uh, over five years ago. It's just incredible. Man, yeah. I, on one hand, it's like so much has changed in a short amount of time, but it feels like a lot longer because that was that was my very first conference. That was before you know Tom Horn knew me. That was before I did Skywatch anything. You know, I was I was just kind of doing my own thing, and that, that's that conference was really where I I got started. That was my first uh, 
uh, time speaking in front of anybody. I was, I was, uh, did a panel discussion with a few other people and yeah, it was a lot, it was a lot of fun, but so, so much has changed, uh, since then, because I remember the way that I, I used to look at, um, you know, kind of fringe Christian stuff, uh, conspiracy kind of stuff. B- back then I looked at it as, and it seems like a lot of people were looking at it the same as I was as well, you know, we have to have a, a certain level of humility with this because we don't really know for sure. You know, there's a lot of things that, you know, we should look into. We should try to find the truth. Uh, we should do that to our, to the best of our ability. But but we always got to maintain that, you know, look, a lot of this stuff, we just don't know. Uh, and then the most important thing is bringing the hope of Jesus to people, especially uh, during tough times. We are in one of the toughest times I think I, I've ever experienced in my lifetime. I mean, it, it's it's unprecedented. I think I think the last time anything remotely close to this was 9-11, but even that, I mean, it was just a totally different situation. But um, what I've been, and I know you've been seeing this a lot too, which is why I wanted to have you on the show today. Um, it seems like during this completely chaotic, unprecedented time. People are scared. People are fearful. You know, uh, suicide rates are through the roof. People feel hopeless. Many Christians kind of in our, in our circles, I can't speak for all of main, mainstream Christianity, just, just kind of the ones that, you know, you and I would interact with uh, on Facebook, so our little section of it. Um, it, it seems like a, many of them, unfortunately, I- instead of being the light to the world, you know, providing hope and saying, hey, look, you know, it's, it's going to be okay because Jesus can get you through this, and, and introducing people to Jesus so they can have uh, the hope and peace that comes with the relationship with him. Instead of that, many people have went like full-blown conspiratorial uh, and and I I don't even even that word it's like when I use it people say oh so you're just saying we shouldn't look into anything no I mean I I, you know in a lot of ways I consider myself conspiratorial as well I think a lot of it's on the spiritual side but but that that aside they they have gone so full-blown conspiratorial that they'll, they'll believe things without any evidence and then they'll get really angry if somebody else doesn't agree with it so all they're doing is focusing on the problem like for example this coronavirus thing they'll focus on the 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 problem itself what could have caused it what's really going on and they totally ignore the solution which is Jesus. I haven't I haven't really seen a whole lot of uh preaching about Jesus and the hope that you know come comes with him except for uh you know churches like yours and and people like yourself that that's about the only place that I see it. What what, what have you noticed in in all this? What do you think is going on here? Well, I, I've noticed that I'm getting sent literally hundreds of videos. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, and, and a lot of them repeat um, and they're, you know, they're sort of the same themes. Uh, let's see the, the Bill Gates, 5g and, uh, it's all fake. So, you know, I, I live in a real world. I, I, you know, I do still work in business. Um, you know, my conclusion is I think there's a problem with the virus. Um, you know, of course now if social distancing and isolation and self quarantining, whatever you want to call it, if that actually works, now everybody's going to say, see, I told you there was no problem. So I will disclose that I do in my uh, practice, I have a case right now where I'm representing the uh, Ohio Department of Health, uh, not on this particular issue, but on another issue. So I, I know a little bit about how they work. I don't think they just sort of run off the deep end and jump off the cliff. You know, I, I do think it's a problem. I think there are uh, clues of things. I think that uh, one thing I've noticed is that everybody wants to talk about the narrative by pushing their narrative. Right. 
uh, that may or may not be based in reality or not. And, and a lot of times I will just uh, I will do what lawyers do. I will ask very pointed questions of people who might send me something about uh, 5G. And I see you did an interview recently with someone about that particular issue. Um, you know, my, my view is that I see this breaking out all over the place where there's not 5G and I think it's just it's just very bad science. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think the term that your your guest used, and I don't remember his name, he used the phrase that correlation is not causation. And so, you know, look, I'm a I'm a trial lawyer, uh, been one for 40 years, and I know a little bit about proximate causation and how you prove cases and medical uh, prove a case, say, in a medical malpractice or product liability or um a case involving a pharmaceutical or something like that. So I've, I've handled all those. And he's exact. he was exactly right. The correlation is not causation. So, and then when you challenge people with a question though, that, well, why is there, there's very, for example, Israel has a big problem with uh, the virus outbreak. Uh, they've completely shut down the country. And I looked at the coverage maps for cell phone coverage, because I've been there a few times and I always get a little cell phone card, to, you know, like a Wi-Fi hotspot spot to carry around with me so I can, uh, you know, work wherever I am. Uh, they don't have 5G in Israel. So how is it that the, the virus is breaking out in all these places where there is not 5G? Yeah, exactly. And then, and, and, But the problem, too, is that when you challenge people, they get really, really nasty. So, I mean, listen, I'm, every time I do this, everybody says, oh, well, you're just defending Bill Gates and that type of thing. But I think as Christians, we, we should be on a quest for the truth. Yeah. And I see a lot of really bad stuff out there uh, putting words into Bill Gates's mouth. So somebody sent me a video and said, Bill Gates has said he wants to – uh, get rid of 95% of the world's population. And I said, show me the quote. Mm -hmm. uh, show me where in that video, well, you know, they never played the clip of it. You know, and I said, go find the video. There's videos all over the place of Bill Gates out there. Make a transcript of them and show me where he actually said that. What did he say about vaccines and reducing population? Now, I don't agree with Bill Gates' worldview by any stretch of the imagination. So, but I think as Christians, we need to be more concerned about being truthful than um, getting clicks. I mean, I'll give you another example. I, I, I know there's a lot of people that have really gotten into this QAnon stuff. And I have for years been saying that there are not, well, when it was 3,000 indictments, I think I did an interview with Doug Hagman, and I said, that's not a real number. I've drilled into the data. I've spent hundreds of dollars looking, pulling up the documents of all the case numbers that you've identified as sealed documents. And I'm telling you, I went through hundreds of these, and I think I found one or two indictments. And so it, so this hype gets built out there, and it just sort of snowballs. So somebody sent me a, a video of a lady the other day, and said, see, this proves that this whole coronavirus thing is a cover for the QAnon operation to take down the deep state and and uh, rescue the children. So I'm listening to this lady and she's sitting in her dining room. We are we are rescuing the children. And I'm like, I'm not sure what we are doing. You sitting there in your dining room to rescue the children. 
and I know she wants, I know she wants this to happen. We do not want, we know there's a problem yeah. with human trafficking. We, we know there's a problem with sexual abusing children and that type of thing. But we do have a system in this country. And then all of a sudden this lady shifts to talking about um, uh, that we are, uh, Jesus has already come. We are light beings from Palladians and uh, like Michael Jackson and Princess Di who have already ascended to the 5D earth. We will soon ascend to the 5D earth. And she's just, I don't know how else to say it. She's she's a nut. Yeah. And so I have Christian people sending me these videos saying, oh, look at this. Look how great this is. And I know that not everybody that follows this Q phenomenon believes like this lady, but let me be blunt, for crying out loud, vet the videos before you just click forward on them and watch to see if they even match up to the title on the video. I think people just look at the title on the video and they forward it on. So I'm more I'm more concerned about people. Look, quote Bill Gates accurately. You know, Bill Gates, you may think he does. I don't think he rules the world. Um, you know, I I have problems with I I have a Mac because I, I don't like the Windows operating system for my own personal. Oh, same here. <laughs> stuff. So, um, especially since I'm a, I teach and I use PowerPoint. I love PowerPoint, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, but I and I use that when I teach and do my updates. But um, the thing I don't like about Windows is it seems like they always schedule the updates for Sunday morning because I think <laughs> because they're a bunch of pagans, I guess, and they figure that. You know, uh, no, nobody will be doing anything on Sunday morning except sleeping in. But right. <laughs> and I and I've noticed this. It's like you know these these uh, tech company updates seem to always hit <laughs> around Sunday morning. So it's just kind of an interesting phenomenon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so, something I noticed about the whole Bill Gates thing too is I've never seen. Um, somebody who, who says anything about Bill Gates, like calling him out for how evil he is. Uh, for, for one thing, yeah, there, there's a lot of misquotes and inaccurate reporting on, on that front. But I've never seen anybody uh, send out a call for prayer for the guy. I mean, think about it. If, if, if he let, just, just hypothetically, if he was as ev evil as everybody says that he is, and I think that, you know, like, I'm, I'm with you. I think that a lot of the claims about him are exaggerated, but again, I don't agree with his worldview at all either. But let's say it's all true. He's, he's that evil. Isn't that more reason that we as Christians should all get together and pray for the guy? Because imagine if he came to Christ. Imagine if he became a Christian. Like, what a powerful yeah. warrior with somebody with those connections. And uh, but but I and I've 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 said this online before, and I'll either get no response or the responses that I get are from people that and they'll, these are supposed Christians. They'll say, "Well, he's a demon. He's too far gone." Like they are, they'll actually say he can't be saved. So let's not pray for him. Instead, let's just badmouth him. And I'm like, where has the church gone? I mean. Saul was Saul. Saul was, was slaughtering Christians, right? And you don't think that the first century Christians were praying for him? I mean, they knew what prayer was all about back then. They knew how to pray for uh, their enemies, even when they were being persecuted. And look what happened: Jesus showed up to him, like like right there, showed up, and uh, he became Paul and wrote most of our New Testament. So all this right. stuff about Bill Gates being like irredeemable is 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 ridiculous. But I think it's rooted in pride. I think I think I think Christians are are. 
if if this if this whole shutdown has at least shown me anything, it's it's that Christians have been given a choice here. Do they want their conspiracy theories, or do they want to actually be Christians and do the work that Jesus has for them? And I, I see a lot of people going the conspiracy route, where they're even denying that Jesus can save somebody like Bill Gates. Well, you know, I I, I know some friends of mine have worked with uh, uh, David. I think his name is David Berkowitz, son of Sam. Oh yeah, yeah. The murderer uh, from you know New York back I don't know how many 30 40 years ago uh, he's become a very strong Christian in prison yeah. and he admits I should never get out of prison what I did was just awful so I'm just saying is that if and, and so somebody somebody reached out to the son of Sam and led him to the Lord and I know people have gone in to disciple him and work with him and I know that he's had a very effective ministry among prisoners so if someone like Son of Sam is redeemable, I agree with you that sometimes we <clears throat> there, there's a there's a big push uh, desire by everybody to be right. Yeah. Uh, or I, I, I it's a very interesting phenomenon. So I agree with you that in terms of this Bible prophecy thing, we we have broad parameters about how things will work out. Mm-hmm. And I recently said, you know, look, but we need to also be humble that we also know that as we get closer to the end, things will become clear. Yep. As a result, I don't think we have it. No one has it all figured out. I've often joked that, uh, you know, the 30 minutes of silence that's referenced in Revelation is so that uh, all the Bible prophecy people can update their charts. (laughs) And uh, and I often say you ought to keep your charts in an easily editable format. Uh, and I mean, I have my preference as to how all of the end times things will work out. Mm-hmm. But we also need to be careful that we don't adopt a view just that that is um, a a version a a a solid evangelical fundamental Christian person who's adopting an eschatological view because it, uh, it, it, I see, uh, elements of a prosperity gospel there. Yeah. We don't have to suffer because we're a King's kid. Now that that's a heresy yeah. that is taught in certain charismatic word faith circles. And we need to be careful that we don't, it, it seems that that view has sort of been adopted maybe unknowingly, uh, I don't think people did it, you know, unknowingly. But the the Bible says, you know, Jesus warned more times about in the end times deception. He, he warned about four times more than any other thing that he warned about. Take heed that no man deceive you. Paul warns about deception and says that in the end times people will be uh, given over to myths or fables. So we have to be very, very careful not to fall for that in ourself, even sometimes innocently. Uh, I, I Look, the last two updates I've given on Sunday, so I, I do a lot of work with banking and developers and foreclosures and that type of thing, mm-hmm. maybe even evictions and commercial cases. And I have to tell you that uh, when China shut down, China, that shutdown unleashed a financial contagion on the world. Now, I think it's certainly been exacerbated by the shutdowns, lockdowns, whatever you want to call them, related to the virus. 
But in my view, an economic collapse was pretty much set in motion when China China shut down for a couple of months, and they're really not even back up to close to running at capacity. And then the, the problem now is it's it's sort of boomeranging back on them that who, who's going to buy their junk right now? <laughs> I mean, because nobody's working. And so I do see um, – so my, my updates the last couple of times have focused a lot on the economy – and it's, in my view, it's it's very very dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, the prospects we we have an oil price war. Uh, wells are shutting down here in the United States. Companies are cratering. I know people that work in the commercial real estate field, and they have told me that uh, longtime tenants uh, it, it we're we're shifting into a completely different orientation. So I'll give you two examples. So for example. Uh, a, a business now where it has everybody working remotely suddenly realizes I don't need 10,000 square feet of office space. I can get by with 1,000 square feet uh, because people can do, you know, Zoom or whatever it is and have teleconferences. Yep. And now all of a sudden we've trained everybody for the last month that those are all pretty good and acceptable ways of doing business. Uh, they're also leading to some kind of funny things. I read an article this this morning, I don't know if it was in one of the financial newspapers about a lady who came in and she had her she had one of those masks on the uh, the beauty mask, the mud mm-hmm. when she was she was doing her thing. She goes, I don't know how long I'm supposed to leave this on, but I I couldn't get it off before the meeting started. So it, I mean, some of it's kind of conical, but now everybody's going to say, look, I can get by with a thousand square feet. And I know of of businesses that have gone to their landlords and say, we're never paying rent again yeah. on our lease. We don't need 10,000 square feet. Uh, if you want to lease us a thousand square feet on many, on much reduced per square foot terms, we're willing to do that. And if not, we'll find somebody that will. Mm-hmm. And so what, what that does is, and you know, I live in a pretty uh, Dublin, pretty busy commerce center. There's a lot of office buildings and tech companies and that type of thing here. Uh, largest company in Ohio is a mile from my house, the uh, Cardinal Health. And they're just not – business is going to be done differently. Mm-hmm. But then those developers, they have loans with the bank for those developments. And I know you know, I know people and companies that are tens of millions of dollars in debt for developments that they've done. How are they going to pay? And then – what happens to the value of commercial real estate? So just as uh, one of my friends told me, he said, I was just on a conference call with real estate brokers, appraisers, bank REO, that's uh, bank REO executives. REOs are real estate owned. That's where the bank takes the property back after a loan goes bad. And their thinking was the commercial real estate values will drop initially 40%. Uh, this is this is stuff. This is unprecedented stuff. This is depression uh, type things. The oil price is down. Things are cratering. Some big oil drillers have already filed for bankruptcy. Uh, so my update has been very dark uh, economically because I I do not think this is going to resolve quickly. I pray that I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Uh, we have a worldwide problem. Uh, I, I don't know, I don't know how it gets resolved. Um, but 
so somebody writes to me in one of the comments on my YouTube channel was, well, you're a shepherd of your church. Your responsibility is to calm your flock down and you failed miserably. Now, I, first of all, I don't know that that's my responsibility. I think I need to give them truth, mm -hmm. but we also have the hope in Jesus. And we know that ultimately, you know, for the Christian, it works out pretty good, whether we're raptured out of here or we die and we die maybe through persecution and martyrdom. Um, the end's pretty good for us. Yeah. Um, so I think that, um, I think we look, I can understand being stressed. Okay. It's, it's tough. I'm talking to people in my neighborhood that, you know, all of a sudden they have no job. Um, how are they going to pay their mortgage and that type of thing? And when is their job coming back? When is this going to all return to normal or some semblance of normal? And, and the answer is, I don't know. Um, it's, it's, so it's a very difficult time. And I agree with a hundred percent with you, Josh, that there is a tendency for us to, um, focus on figuring it out rather than the hope that we have. I, I had a lady on messenger and Facebook. She was sending me dozens of videos a day, a lot of them very, what I would consider relatively fringe conspiratorial things. Now, I don't know if she believed them. I don't know if she was sending them to me for me to be vetted. And I said, listen, you please stop. Uh, and I said, before you're tempted to ever send me something again, go read five Psalms mm -hmm. and pray. And then if you think you, st so I haven't heard from her since. Um, and I think it would be more profitable rather than, uh, and I know people aren't busy, um, you know, get a good book of Bible prophecy and read it, study the Bible, uh, start a reading plan. Uh, I, I have a friend who for many years has read through the Bible 14 times every year. Wow. Uh, it takes him about, I think, 24 days. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's done this for like 45 years. Now, believe me, this guy knows the Bible. <laughs> um and so maybe that would be a more profitable use of uh, our time to do that rather than to just continue to uh, push these videos out there, I guess is the thing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm concerned that there's a lot of uh, bad thinking and, and just uh, hit the forward button because the title seems interesting. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that too. And and also uh, this, this kind of unwillingness for – Christians to 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 block these people because this is something I've been saying on on my channel you know being a Christian doesn't mean that we have to just accept everybody and everything that comes along and just let it into our circles you know actually the Bible speaks out against that kind of thing um, you know a little bit of leaven can can uh, infect the whole loaf and so I've been seeing like a lot of Christians instead of in, if, if even if they disagree with it they'll just kind of pass on by and they won't they won't they just won't do anything. So then the only thing that gets done with these posts are the people that do agree with it uh, will will share it around. And then, and then it's allowed to grow and grow and grow because nothing is standing standing against it. And so what I what I've been saying is, you know, what I do, I don't argue with it either because it's just pointless. Un unless somebody comes onto my Facebook page and like asks a question or says a specific comment. And if I just feel like 
it's the right time or or this is the kind of person that can be reasoned with or something then i might say something but but usually i i don't i don't say anything either because i i don't think that most of those people are interested in in being you know like like rebuked in any kind of way you know they they and i'm talking about like the really extreme people so some people do have an interest in it but mo- most don't and so when i come across somebody like that who who basically said i mean the, I, I saw this really bad for the first time with the whole flat earth thing a couple of years ago where people were saying, you know, you're not a real Christian if you don't believe the earth is flat or you don't you don't know the Bible or read the Bible if you don't believe the earth is flat. And I, I just start I at first, because I was still kind of new to everything back then, at first I would try to kind of argue with these people or or talk to them and, and try to say, well, that's not that's not true. You know, you don't have to believe that. Uh, but um, but you, you just can't. It's like pearls before swine. You can't. It's a waste of time to have a conversation. So I just started unfriending people and, and blocking them if they have that kind of attitude about anything. And yeah, well, all right. Hope you have enjoyed that. John is great. That is part one. There's a lot more to this interview, and we get into a lot uh, more areas uh, that are important. But for that, you're going to have to go become a member at dailyrenegade.com. It is only $10 a month or $100 a year. Get the $100 a year. It's a better deal. Uh, You get two months for free that way, and you only got to pay for it once. You don't have to think about it again for a while. So that's a good deal, Um, and that that helps us build the ministry. It it helps out a lot, really, and uh, we're we're doing a lot of cool things. So... um, so go and do that. There's also, uh, if you look at the top bar on the website, you'll also see links for um, Kratom, which is a really great natural pain reliever that I use every day, and it's helped out a lot. Um, and I've talked about that quite a bit. There's also CBD and some other stuff that are really beneficial. And now's a good time to stock up because it's hard to get this stuff as it is. Uh, not many companies are selling it anymore. Um, we, we have a, a, just a couple of... the very few that actually are that actually have stock and uh you'll you'll want to stock up because any day now the government could shut this down completely they they hate the sale especially kratom they hate the sale of it and they've been trying to ban it for years and they're they're going to succeed someday so it's a good idea to uh stock up while you can okay so we're gonna move over to the members only section where you get part two of the interview so for uh for everybody for members hang on the line everybody else thank you so much don't forget to subscribe um, and follow us online. Uh, and again, most importantly, go to dailyrenegade.com and become a member. There's also a free version if you if you want to be a member for free. You, you won't get the, the paid content, but you can still uh, navigate the website and, and do some stuff. So dailyrenegade.com, make sure you check that out. Uh, me- again, members, hang on the line, everybody else. Thank you so much. Love you all. Take care. God bless.